with Tiff and Manda. Whoop! <laughs> Yo, Tiffany! Yo, Panda! What up, though? Panda bear, Panda bear. <laughs> Looking there with her nice hair. Oh, thanks, Bubby. Yeah, that was a freestyle. I got, I got my hair in a hot pony. Today. Yeah, I know. She have got her hair in a hot pony. So Panda recently put on Instagram how she used to have baby dreads. I did. Panda, oh I my follow God, you on I, Instagram. I did have baby dreads. Panda, they weren't baby dreads. They, they were, were like, they were, baby dreads were like, <laughs> like Panda had like legit dreads. And she's like, baby dreads. And I'm like, shut up, bitch. They were baby dreads. They she were was, so cute. So my cute. hair has really grown. It really has grown. Since my baby dreads. Mm. Yeah, she got a high me, pony. Follow me on the Instagram. The, we'll tell you all about... Oh, oh, Panda on the Instagram is Manda under slash Hodge. Yes, underscore. Underscore. <laughs> She's like, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, whatever. Under you, it's under something. Yeah. But Panda, we're doing What's Popping With You. We are. Yeah. What's popping with you? What's popping with you? What's popping with you? What's, What's popping with you? Oh, my God. Every time we, like, pause. No. I'm like... <laughs> You need to know. You need to know. Tim, we're not going to discuss this. We're I not going to discuss this. I remember the old this. podcast. We're like, why are you always shushing me? You I always shush not shush. No. I'm always like, and pause. pause. Panda, you're going to tell me your good thing because I'm still bitter. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you my bad thing. Oh, yeah. That's how we start. So, Panda <laughs> got something in her chest. We think it's a gremlin. Wow. Sorry, I've been do. watching a lot of grim. <laughs> Guys, Netflix and Tiff. Wow. Netflix Dab. and Tiff. Yeah. that's it's, TGT. It's, do you, do you remember now what TGT yes! is? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, go listen to all our podcasts. They're amazing. Um, so anyway, Panda, what's your bad thing? So my bad thing is that, and this is kind of deep. Yeah. Also, Damn. my last episode. Okay, I don't know if it will be in a row. Okay. But one of my other bad things was deep. And so, so also, I've decided to be legit about like my good thing and my bad thing. Oh. So it's not like, oh my Were God. Were you not legit before? Well, not Have for... you been wasting people's data? I have. I, I feel like I have. Sometimes I have. Where I'm like, oh my God, my bad thing is that... Oh my gosh, I, I didn't, didn't squat. Any, yeah, exactly. Like, no. That's no, not the legit. day you lost electricity was deep. No, that was legit. That, that was legit. legit. Okay. So, I've decided to be more legit and for real about my good and my bad thing. So, my bad thing is that I was watching... There's this show on DSTV called For the People. So, DSTV is like satellite television for all you people who are, who are, not, are in not in Africa. Transpec. Exactly. No, no, not Transpec and in Africa. Yeah, no. Everybody got DSTV. Because it's because it's DSTV. Uh, Bruh, in Nigeria they got um, I am Kate taken what's, off. What's I am Kate? Uh, um, you know Caitlyn Jenner, their yeah. show. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, that there's a reason that does not show in Africa. It's because <gasps> Nigerians were like the fuck actual that. fuck. Not today, say. Not today. <sighs> Nigerians need to get their shit together. Don't you be saying that unless we get cancelled. But yes, everyone needs to get their shit together. <laughs> they do. Apparently, Nigerians who got I am Kate taken off, like no, we like we are not fans of white Kate supremacy. Also, yeah, because Kate has some really fucked up politics. Problematic. Right? But like, we're not about like censoring people purely because of their their, their, their gender identity and their mm. sexual orientation. Like that's not. It, it was it was because it was get a trans Joe, show. Exactly. Get yeah. Joe shit together. So you were anyway, watching something on DSTV. So I was watching something on DSTV, and it's called For the People. I don't know if you've seen it. No, my hair's also dry, but we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, mine. T- I, I sprayed it today. Oh shit! I should have sprayed it. Yeah. But yeah, that. Anyway, so there's this show called For the People, which I think Shonda 
Rhymes? Is linked, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is linked. Oh, she's just Shanda now. Like, oh, she's Shanda. No, she, yeah, she squad for us. Yeah, squad So, sh- I think Shanda's linked to it somehow, but it's basically, it's like a, it's like a lawyer show mm-hmm. where it's, you know, AUSAs, which is, you know, attorneys of United States attorneys. So, it's like what we would call the prosecutor. They also call it the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And the defense. So, and then public, public defenders, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's based in, the prosecutor's office and the public defender office. And it's how, you know, they interact and all sorts of manner of shows. And, like, it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There's this one guy who's a prosecutor on the show. Mm-hmm. Cannot remember his name. Um, he's a black guy. He's mm-hmm. a black guy. His mom is a senator. Is he good looking? Does he, he have that, that beard where he, he has eye. a small beard? I don't know if he has a beard. No, I don't think he has a beard. He Panda, do you not see men either? I do. I just told you the other day that my ex is fine. Oh, he's fine <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so whatever. <laughs> no, he it's is okay. fine though. He's a, so good. Panda will let us put him on the ground. He's all tattooed. I'm just like he tatted to Whoa. the matted. Okay, wait, wait, no, Panda, we yeah. need to stay on track. <laughs> we do. Stay, when we drink too much, we don't get on track. No, also because now we've been podcasting for a long time. Yeah, you don't need to know like, our business how we do no. this. Just know that the product comes out. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> yes. So it's a lituation. It is a lituation. So he. His mom is a senator. So he's pretty much like a rich yeah. black boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes against another black man, another wealthy black man. And the, the, the attorney of this wealthy black man comes at him being like he's a, what do they call it in the States? Like in South Africa, it's like a bimpy. But what's it in the States? I don't know. What's a like, like um, an informer. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, a derogatory thing, like that when like people an think you're pan- Tom, but not Ex- an Uncle Tom. Tom. Exactly. He calls him people an Uncle think Tom. you're pandering to the patriarchy, yeah, right? yeah, to the white supremacy. To the white supremacy. So he's an Uncle yes, Tom. Yes. So they call him an Uncle Tom and all these things, and he goes to. So then he finds out that he was only put on the case because he's black, and <gasps> and for the optics, right? So they don't want to put a white prosecutor on it. They wanted a black person so that his the defense attorney of the accused couldn't be like, yeah, uh, yeah. racism. Racism. Except they still managed to like to call him an Uncle Tom, uh, an Uncle Tom, and all that stuff. And he's speaking to his friend. Okay, now put that in my mind. Okay. He's speaking to his friend, and he's like, "Like I, I've never fit in, right? Like I've been stopped by the police, and when I never told my mom about it because she never spoke to me about race. I tried to tell my black mama friend. Need, his mom needed to be better. Yeah, I tried to tell my friend who's black, and the friend was like, "Ah, bruh, like you got away with it." I tried to tell my white homie. My white homie was like, you also got away with it. Like people. So no one's didn't. helpful. And so he never felt like he fit in because he was never black enough. Mm-hmm. And you sure as hell can't be white enough because you're yeah, not white. You're no matter how much money you have, you're yeah, not You're white. not white. And that really like sit deep with me because so my mom is from Swaziland, mm-hmm. right? She's, she's black. My father is mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, his his mother is a black woman from Zimbabwe, and his dad is a white man from the UK. And I mean, you I, got British roots. I do, girl. You go home or not? <laughs> I love the way Panda's trying to think. You see, this is why men can't be friends. No, because they're like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> so it really. I mean, growing up with a name like Amanda Hodgson. Mm-hmm. With the accent that I do have, that I've always had, um, also growing up in, you know, post-apartheid South Africa, like mm-hmm. just, I mean, I was born during apartheid, but I was born in 1988, apartheid ended, what, in 1994? Yeah. So I was still pretty young when it ended, and we moved to the suburbs, my dad bought a house in the suburbs quite early, mm-hmm. and 
like growing up i've just never been black enough mm-hmm. or white enough right i'm not yeah. i'm not black enough i didn't grow up a long period of time in the townships one of my parents is mixed I have a name like Amanda Hodgson. Like I have a particular accent that is not necessarily representative of, of most the, black South Africans. Yeah. So I also was never, I never, it was really difficult for me to fit in, right? Mm. To be, I wasn't considered black enough. Sure as hell wasn't considered white enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of alleviated when I went to varsity because I made friends with my best friend, Tanzanian, I made Kenyan friends. I made friends from Zim. That's why you love us. I made us friends from Malawi. Hey? I have all the friends that I made in varsity were students from other African countries. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have the same gripe with, you know, there's a certain kind of black that's black enough and there's yeah. other blacks that are not black enough. Also, we all have different accents. Like, it's not Yeah, a big you couldn't thing. be like, oh, your accent <clears throat> is too... Exactly. Mm. But then when I started working in black feminist spaces, mm. that thing of not being black enough came back. Came again. back, yeah. yeah. I could imagine it came back. Yeah. And especially in the feminist spaces, because also I know Amanda's track record in terms of her work. Yeah, dude, not being black enough is deep even... Because even when... I would enter spaces and I, I like, I'm, I'm dark. Like, right. Also, yeah. Wes, I'm light-skinned. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you, but you've all seen, I know you thirsties <laughs> have all seen Manda on the, on the gram. So, you know Manda, like, light-skinned as hell. I think when I first met you, I tried to make, figure out if you're mixed resid. Like, yeah. Like, no, mixed resid as in, do. like, mixed resid as in, like, you want some uh, wine or not? Bruh, I got wine in my cup. Oh, okay. Like, mixed resid in that way of, like, half black, half, half white. white. Yeah, like, I was just like, so when I first met you, I was like, okay, so your dad, I'm going to float that your dad is, is white. white because you had the blackness of being raised by a black mama. Right. Because there's no black daddy who could have done this no. to you. <laughs> no. So I was like, you I have the blackness of black being woman. raised. So that is actually where I came. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. I, really... I always find your ancestry. I always learn a little bit more. So we're all learning about Amanda's ancestry today. I learned that you have UK thingies. Yes. So we're going to go to the UK and get yes. galaxy we're chocolate. Going to, we're going to look for the FAMO. FAMO. Tell them we want to go to WH Smith. But anyway, yeah, so you said, okay. Yeah, so I was, that was my bad thing. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but I was but triggered because like I remembered, like, not feeling like you belong mm-hmm. in any... Also, I'm, I've never identified as colored, which is, for people who are not familiar with it, which is like the mixed race term, which is the term for mixed race people in South Africa mm-hmm. is... Colored and the apartheid government kind of created this as a separate race to for like to what is it? Start with the D English word. Uh, delineate, d- 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 divide, divide, divide to divide black people, right? Mm-hmm. So that black people were like at the bottom of the food chain, and then colored people, Indian people, Asian for, people. For anyone people. who doesn't know, please go and check out and Google the pencil test. Is it? Yes. About with the hair. Yeah. yeah. So colored when, was was something that was created by settlers um the white settlers to almost divide and to you know privilege lighter skin people yeah. people with straighter hair over other people mm. and and so my father who while he's mixed and would be identified as colored in south africa was very aware of how the colored race came to be or how the apartheid government used the colored race for the divisive purposes and so my father's never identified as colored which means I've never identified as colored. I've always identified as black. And so it's like 
I'm not clearly not black enough. I'm sure as fuck not white enough. I'm not colored. Like and in and in order to do activism <clears throat> in this country, there is a way that you need to land like a shark attack in something. Right, right. So exactly. in order I mean, and especially to do black, black lesbian, feminist activism, black feminist yeah. queer activism, yeah. you need to be black enough, and then you also you need to be black. Then you need to be a certain sort of black enough. So I can understand how that would be yeah, fucking triggering. Because even me with all my blackness, um, you know, guys, me, I'm from East Africa. Uh, there is a Ugandan daddy and a, you know, Kenyan mom. So me, I've got the blackness. Oh, see, I don't know that your dad was from Uganda. No, is they not, no, no, they're not from Uganda. <clears throat> We're like a border race. So anyway, that's a podcast for another day. Uh, my dad is, my dad is Kenyan. His family is half Kenyan, half you, whatever. It's it's a mess. But basically, there was times even when doing hollow work, I was never black enough. Yeah. Because I went to UCT. Right. Yeah. So there's levels. And you and also you and you and Sheena don't have Kenyan necessarily like typical Kenyan accents. We as don't. Well, right? Like no me no me I know like yeah. I know it's it's I was saying the other day in my psych class that the reason I'm called Tiffany whereas my actual name name is Kagure. Yeah. Is there's been years of mutating to accommodate whiteness. Yeah. So I dropped my black name. Like I dropped my my home name. I now, now speak like Tiffy. this. I'm Tiffy. And oh um God, and Tiffy I now and speak Amanda. like this. Tiffy and Manda. <laughs> like people must read this and be like, two African queer girls, are you really my bitch? Anyway, so but anyway, you do That was my bad thing. That's um, your bad thing? Yeah, I was triggered. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Um now What's my your bad, bad thing, Tiffy? That psychology showing me my ass. You know we don't have oppression Olympics here. We do have oppression Olympics and I'm losing. I'm like I'm like five like million steps behind. I'm like that person wheezing. It's like the one hundred meter dash and I'm like fifty meters in. and I'm like holding my knees. Um no, but like for me, um I'm not as intentional as Panda. And Next time you know to be better. No, no, I'm not gonna be better. You can't force me to do nothing. Tiff will not be forced. Also, but she won't. She really won't. I really won't. But basically, my bad thing is, um, I thought I would just waltz into <clears throat> psychology, and fucking show it its ass. It's a no, yeah. and I don't like not being at the top of my game. That's not how Tiffy works. Yes. Tiffy loves to walk into a space and be like, "I got this." She likes to establish dominance. Oh my gosh, I love to establish dominance. <laughs> no, but I love for to... real. You like to establish dominance, dude. Like, I go. You... People listening, we are not fucking joking, dude. Tiffany I go. I go to a restaurant, dominance. so to show how much Tiff loves to establish dominance, and you know what? It's not gonna change it because I'm still gonna establish dominance over you, even if I do this and you know I'm doing it. I go to a restaurant like. 45 minutes early. Purely. Like, it's almost like... Tiffy, not even like 20 minutes? No. 45, nigga? Yeah. So I go, I listen. By the time you walk in, that is my space. Dang. I'm done, B. I've had a drink. The waiters know me. I've listened to a podcast. I'm done, B. You walking into my motherfucking space. You best come correct. <laughs> Psychology is like... Ah! Ah! That's I walked in think. and psychology is like, B, I've been here now. Yeah. I've been here. Decades. Decades. I've freuded. I've decolonized. I've recolonized. <laughs> I've done the shit. I've been here. B. Like Tiff walked in and was like, I got this. <laughs> anyway, Panda, what's your good thing? Because I refuse to talk about this anymore. Tiff is not engaging. Mm-mm. What is my good thing? Um, mm. I went to... Nepal. 
Nepal. Yes, I went to Nepal for a feminist conference, and there's a lot for me to say about Nepal. Panda was shook, <laughs> but also no, Tiff got a blow by blow update. Yeah, Panda was shook, but also <laughs> Panda's super sad that she didn't get to like explore the city beyond just traveling from the airport to the hotel. Um, there were smarter people than myself who, who did stayed a couple of days on after. That's actually now what we now do. That's actually not what yeah. we now do. Because yeah. you can actually just, whenever you get those tickets... Just ask them to extend Yeah, and then, and then you yeah. just move around your finances a little bit, get an Airbnb, yeah, whatever, exactly. whatever it is. So this yeah. is what smarter people than me did. Mm. Um, I mean, I flew Singapore Airlines, which, I mean, I fucking hate economy class, and this will be... A, Panda, we're moving a up. topic for another day. Like, feel, Panda is... And guys, this is a very privileged position to come from because I do get to travel to lots of parts of the world. But economy, economy class, nah, fuck capitalism. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Because you know they have been making the yes, seats smaller. Bruh. They've like been the making woman, the seats smaller in order to pack in more. more That's people. capitalism. Yeah. The people who, re- the, person, the woman who, re- who was sitting in front of me and she reclined. <laughs> she was on was your lap. Was literally on my fucking lap. Bruh. And I'm short, right? <laughs> my feet. Panda ain't was, in for nothing, guys. No, no. I'm little. I am not at all. I'm not even average height. Like, I'm no, short. No, Panda's short. Like, I'm not tall, but even Panda's a little bit shorter than yeah. me. Yeah. And my nice. feet were sore. But anyway, so this is a good thing. My good thing is that, shout out to Singapore Airlines. Mm-hmm. Their air hostesses are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. They kept the drinks coming because what else are you going to do on a Swa-la-la-la. Other than drink, even in economy class. They were just like, just, they, feed, they fed the drinks and the snacks and it was nice and they were super sweet and I didn't feel like I was harassing them by breathing. But also... Being in Nepal, um, I got to connect with my Sheena again. Sheena! Shout out to Sheena Boo! I haven't seen my Sheenzies in a really long time. When was Sheena last year? December. December. Okay, but I love the way we're saying that as if this podcast isn't going to come out like in months from now. <laughs> also, that's how we publish. Fucking deal with it. Um, <laughs> Sheena was here in last year, December. Okay. So I got to hang out with Sheena for a couple... Someone was like, but like, why are you guys so attached at the hip? Like, you you don't Just, see each other. We're like, nah, B. Yeah. Like, we also, why are they other. asking your business? Even yeah. if you live together, then what? Exactly. Why are they asking your business? But also, I made a new friend to be. No new friends. But I made a new friend. Also, I figured it was okay to make that friend. Because was it though? They're already your friend. So? How do you, do which you means, think? I, which means they, But they, also, they I don't like mixing of, my friends. I legitimately don't like mixing yeah, my friends. I don't. Okay, we can, we don't have to mix, but... Because yeah, then, because friend. then it becomes that whole thing of like, it's the same thing. Okay, so guys, yeah, Tiff. Also, oh, oh, Tiff has toxic monogamy. If you didn't know, oh, oh, to no, three yeah. episodes of this podcast. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> this don't make me turn this into Tiff and, and Tiff, right? So <laughs> my thing, right? Tiff? So we're gonna talk about the fact that, right? Um, part of being in a podcast relationship with Amanda is cool, right? It's cool. But y'all niggas be thirsty out here, right? <laughs> and I'm going to keep saying this until y'all niggas just, stop being thirsty. This is like the third so, podcast where she's like, podcast like because, right, right, I'm going to talk about this. Where now I meet friends and if they meet me in Joburg and they listen to the wildness and they're queer women, some of them will be like, so you going to bring Mando on now? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> We've been friends for two years. Do you not, you know that Tiff does not meet in groups. Tiff no, doesn't do squad goals. No, she does not. Me, if we're meeting, it's you and me. And you guys who have done this, know yourselves. Oh. Where we have been friends for years. And then all of a sudden, 
Oh, can you bring Manda? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Then you and Manda must meet. Because why must I spend my money to have some nonsense conversation nonsense. about nonsense? Nonsense. Anyway, Panda, I'm cutting you off. <gasps> because also we've been doing what's popping with you for 17 minutes. But also, you can't cut me off, bruh. Because I'm mad at you. I'm presuming it's Bongo Muffin. Oh, yes. It's like Tippy Luna. Who else did you make friends with? Also, you you trying to set us up on a date, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, So why are you hating though? Uh, Because now we're friends. Because that was old ideas of Tiff. Tiff has about 15 ideas within the space of 24 hours. And some of them are cut off. Tiff is crazy. Don't be ableist. Tiff is... Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Replace that word. You should see Amanda's neck. It's disappeared because she can't replace the shit. Anyway, we've been doing what's popping with you for 17 minutes. My good thing is I handed in a 10,000 word paper. Get it! Which actively counteracts my academic struggles because it shows I'm still a bad bitch. And it was an act- It was a 10,000 word paper for Palgrave. Wow. Exactly. Get it, my bitch. Thank you. So, you yeah. Is, you is a bad bitch. So, and yeah. Academia bitch. is also, kicking my just, ass in one way. You just and did then, hard bitch things really well right now. What? Where you were like, fuck y'all who want me to bring Manda. That was, yeah. No, actually. That was hard bitch Guys, things. everybody, if you come to Joburg and you listen to this podcast and you know me and you have the audacity with your chest <laughs> to ask me to bring Manda. As if I am your link to Beyonce. <laughs> I'm not your fucking link to Beyonce. Then you must slide into the DMs and you must do it with your chest. Me, I'm not a secretary. Anyway, Woo! so we're done with Someone what's popping with you. Someone asked if they could take both of us for drinks. Is that uh, okay? No, no, they didn't. They did on the on the on the questions. Nah. They said when I'm in your town, in your city, can I can I can I take both of you guys out for drinks? Oh, they said both of us. You bitch! I, I just said both of us. I don't know. I didn't. Re- Shit, man. Okay, so we done with the segment? Yeah. We're done with the whole podcast. We out. We out, bitch. Apparently, we're not done. So, Panda, what are we talking about this week? So, I wrote here. Did you write? I did. <laughs> did you write with your elbows? <laughs> okay, we need to stop drinking. After what? this drink, I'm done. Okay, after the next drink, I'm done. Lituation, dad. I don't know why. Like, when did the alphas <laughs> Okay, okay, wait, wait. Sorry. Panda okay, Panda, what are we talking about? We are talking about. Mm. <clears throat> I wrote here. Heteronoma say what now? Ooh, that's a good title. <laughs> that's a good title. So in this podcast, we're talking about heteronormativity. We're breaking it <laughs> we're <a> down. <laughs> so yes. I looked. At, I'm looking at the time, and wow, I'm like, it's, wow. <laughs> it's late. We've okay. been podcasting for a hot second, which is why Tiffany is talking about writing with her elbows. Anyway. <laughs> You're a scam, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I just tried to show what writing with my elbows looks like. Okay, so we're talking about heteronormal what now? Yeah, exactly. So we're talking about heteronormativity because a lot of us activist types, mm-hmm. we like to just throw out the words yeah. and expect people to know what we mean. Um, so we thought we'd have a little podcast on... Tiny one. Yeah, what do we mean when we talk about the, white, the capitalist white supremacist heteronormative patriarchy? Which also looks at prison reform. <laughs> X high five. Look at you. Tiffy woke as shit. Tiffy is woke as shit. Tiffy woke like she girl. on Lucozade. <laughs> wow. I, I don't oh know. Oh my God. <laughs> so, 
we are what not going to get heterosexuality. Leon, panda. we need to stop recording right now. Right now. What is heterosexuality, Panda? So, I was like, let's break it down, my people. Mm-hmm. So, heteronormativity, obviously, you can hear it's from origins. the word that there is heteronormativity in some way in there. Like hetero. So, heteronormativity has heteronormativity. No, I said heterosexuality. Why are you going to be like this, though? I'm pretty sure you're you said heteronormativity. Subversive. I feel like you're being subversive. Should we go I and am... rewind the, the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay, okay. so... In heteronormativity, mm-hmm. you can hear that mm-hmm. there is heterosexuality embedded somewhere in there. You happy? Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Sophie, what is heterosexuality? Heterosexuality um, I is... I didn't write it down, so you have to say it from the top of your head. Oh, shit. Are you... Are you... So... <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> heterosexuality is... Um... Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> Oh, Are you so gay that you don't know what heterosexual is? Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I'm so gay. I don't, I can't think straight. <gasps> I'm so gay. I can't think straight. <laughs> so heterosexuality is being attracted to people of a, di- oh my days. Now. <laughs> like, oh my, oh my fam. I, I feel like every, you're such a scamo. I'm going to Google. Okay, you, heterosexuality. So heterosexuality, if we... I got this, I got this. Okay, get it, girl. Oh, it's offline. Oh, God, don't (laughs) shame me. I got nothing. No, give me time. Give me time, my people. I. Okay, what's heterosexuality? Oh, sweet Jesus, I got nothing. Oh, oh, is romantic attraction slash sexual attraction or sexual behavior between persons of the opposite sex or gender? Get it, girl. Wikipedia. Wiki, 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 wiki. This is this is this is why your school like your school career is going to be hard. What? Because of Wikipedia? Yes. You <sighs> need to get off. Brown from Brenna. Oh, get it, girl. Thank you, Pebs. Get it, girl. Okay, yeah, but okay. Do you want to take it further? Yes. So now that we've established what is heterosexuality, mm-hmm. which from Tiffany's definition clearly uh, Wikipedia's baby. Oh. From Wikipedia's definition, we can clearly see that they are opposite genders, right? Mm-hmm. It only ascribes to two genders, which are opposites of one another. Mm-hmm. And it's when you are attracted to someone who is a different gender than you. Mm-hmm. And of course, the inverse to that, although we know that it's not really the inverse, mm-hmm. is homosexuality. So what is homosexuality? I just asked you a question, B. Why do you keep <laughs> Homosexuality is being attracted to somebody of the same sexual identity or gender. Sex. I do it. <laughs> ah! No, dude, seriously, what is homosexuality? We see how like problematic these differences yeah, are. Yeah, because right? it comes yeah. back to ideas of the gender binary. Right. It comes back to ideas of, and exactly. it's like the argument we've had over queerness. Like, oh, to say something is queer, to say something. So homosexuality is basically the inverse of that. That's what Panda has written here. I said, although we know. Although like, we know. Uh-uh, let me read. Get it, girl. And of course, the inverse to that, although we know that it's not really the inverse, Manda is mind-fucking us, <laughs> is what is homosexuality. So, yeah. So, homosexuality, it's the whole idea of, you know, well, at the base, is right. being attracted to somebody of, of the, the same, same gender, gender. identity. And or or but even even like I de- like saying that it's it means being attracted to someone of the same gender identity is quite progressive, right? Mm. From how other people are terming it, so as, a, are as saying, opposed to same sex. Same sex, exactly. So if we go from like the base, it's like same sex attraction, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what this teaches us is that 
in terms of heterosexuality, as we've seen from the definitions, is that it is attached to norms and values, mm-hmm. right? So heterosexuality is attached to very like gender binary roles. There's very specific things, you know, in terms of how to be a heterosexual. There are very specific rules in terms of heterosexuality. And those are tied in <clears throat> and perpetuated by norms and values. And so Panda wrote here. Panda wrote the whole Yes, things. Panda wrote. The fangs. It was not so in Tiff's, vogue. I don't feel like Tiff smells nice. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I can't smell you. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Thanks, babe. So I wrote, the whole thing of heterosexuality goes deeper than who you are attracted to and, and want to relationship with. Mm-hmm. From heterosexuality, we learn certain norms and values that are basically a blueprint for how one should behave. And mm. so that's what heteronormativity is. It is this imprinting and this carrying out of heterosexual norms and values, which at the base of it tell us that there are two genders and there is one way to do something, right? There is the right way and there is the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So linked to this whole, so like I said, going beyond just your sexual orientation, but it's like a blueprint of how one should behave when one is identified by society as this thing. So it's like rules within a bigger rule. Exactly. Uh-huh. That's why norms, it's ba- basically norms and values that come out of heterosexuality and ways of being. Uh-huh. So everyday feminism says, heteronormativity is a system that works to normalize behaviors and societal expectations that are tied to the presumption of heterosexuality and added and add and an adherence to a strict gender binary. Right. That's why <clears throat> Tiffy was really struggling with yeah. define homosexuality. I was like, um, when people of um, you exactly. know, and I'm like, because you're, you're trying, trying to get holla cancelled. That's why you like put <laughs> Tiffy on blast because you're trying to get holla cancelled. Because her. it would have been like Tiffy of 2010, 20, even 2012 would have been. No, even 2015 to some extent. Yeah. Because when we did our safe sex and pleasure manual, babes, I had to go and edit some things and be like, Woo, you did. fight the patriarchy, fight the gender binary, fight yeah. it all. Like, so basically, it's difficult to describe homosexuality. And I think that's why also I'm a bit cat with homosexuality as right. a term for like homosexual relationships because I'm like, number one, there's the, instant thing where whenever I think homosexual, I just think gay men. Right. And then number two, it becomes that gender binary thing right. of like, so it's between <clears throat> people of the same sex. Cause you remember you had in a previous podcast, a problem with the idea of same, same sex. sex relationships. Mm-hmm. So now when you're like describe heterosexuality, I'm like, no, no, it's just the straights. Like, right. The and I'm like, it's the straights. And I'm like, people who aren't queer. And then you're like, you can't just use queer as an umbrella term. And then I'm like, homosexual relationships. I'm like, I don't know. Homosexual relationships are gay Also, men. when you say the gays, you think gay it's men. Gay, yeah. And whenever people say the gays, I always find that so fucking lazy when people are like the gays. Because you're like, you know everyone is thinking gay men. Everyone is thinking gay I men. I actually love referring to us as the gays. Really? I just think gay men. But yeah, so that's, so the gender binary. And these include, okay, so the everyday feminisms. Yes. Feminisms. So wait, these include, but are not limited to things that. To things like. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Gender roles, how masculinity should model itself and how femininity should model itself. 
relationship trajectories, boy meets girl, girl asks boy out, boy proposes to girl, girl and boy and girl get married, boy and girl start a family. Family structures, one mom, one day, two point one dad. Oh. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, I really Typo. just I really just read one day with my chest. <laughs> yeah. One mom, one dad, two point five kids. And that then plays itself out within and heteronormativity is that playing itself out no matter where you are, no matter who you are. Right. So the things that you've just read are pretty much, you know, the ways some of the, the places in which heteronormativity exist right so and some of the rules in which they dictate like you're saying gender roles relationship trajectories and then family structures are some of the places in which this thing is is manifesting and festering and perpetuating itself because even if you look at like so to give the example of myself because you know tiff always overshares on the podcast because that's the thing like i know with when people look at us as a couple my partner is more i I, I thought you meant me and you Panda, me and you, like, <laughs> like between the two of us, I'd, if we were dating, people would be so confused. They'd be because shook. We should date. Because, we should date because, because we would be, be breaking heteronormativity. Exactly. Because there's ways that Panda is kind of femme, and there's ways that I'm kind of femme, and then there's ways that Panda is mask, and there's ways that I'm mask. Yeah. In, in very, you know, sort of societal ways. So people would know. Like... So to give the example of heteronormativity within um, my own personal relationship is people look at me and my partner and it's stopped now for some weird reason. I don't know whether it's just I'm like landing with my chest or something. But whenever we'd go on dates, they would put the the bill in front of my partner automatically. But the thing is with heteronormativity and and the thing is I didn't even fight my own heteronormativity. Um, I am much better at money than my partner. But yeah. like everyone thinks that the more mask presenting one should be the one who earns more. Also, you're spoiling. You know, spoiler spo- alert. Huh? Spoiler alert. Oh, for later on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Okay. So yes. basically, we don't do the things. No. But going on, yeah. some heteronormative rules, values, and norms Panda is going to read. Yeah. So some of the very obvious and blatant ways. That we, we don't need to dig deep for. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those rules and norms, those heteronormative rules and norms are things like women should never make the first move. Right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Very seeped in heteronormative values. Women are more emotional. Like Tiffy was saying, women are more emotional and men are more logical. Mm-hmm. Right? So feminine, emotional, masculine, logical. Yeah. Sex is only for serious relationships or marriage. Oh my gosh. But- right? Things like boys will be boys. Oh, I hate that one. Things like women are better suited for domestic life and mm-hmm. men are better suited for business. Mm-hmm. Things like monogamy is the default way of relationshiping. Things like all women want to and should reproduce. Mm-hmm. So women who don't want to have kids, people are like, say what? No. Say what? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or people with, let's say this, people with wombs who want to produce, who yeah. don't want to reproduce, people are like... Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, and then there's also this idea of there are only two genders. Yes. Which are in direct opposition to one another. Yeah. It's very Men are from Mina, men are from Mars. Mars. Women, women are from Venus, men are from Mars. Mars. Exactly. Nonsense books. Which I loved back in the day. So Panda says. Panda says. So as you can imagine, it's difficult to unlearn these norms and values 
even as we are being subversive mm-hmm. about the choices we make about who we love, fuck, and build lives with. Mm-hmm. This is heteronormativity. Heterosexual norms and values that dictate how we behave and think about our intimate, romantic, or platonic relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like we were saying, it's basically these rules that come from, it's like heterosexual norms and values and how they kind of implant their stick little feet in a manner of ways and Ew, especially- I just got this um, image <laughs> of like sweaty nasty feet and they've touched you and they stuck to you and uh. yeah exactly because they stick to us even in in situations that are not heterosexual mm-hmm. where we still want to be carrying out heteronormative you know mm. heterosexual views and norms and, and values norms. and so pretty much that is what heterosexuality is not well <clears throat> <clears throat> Pretty much that is what heteronormativity is. It's the it's normalizing of, of heterosexual, heterosexual norms dynamics and, and things. Yeah, Exactly. Uh-huh. Boom. Took we us. We out. <laughs> Ages. I feel like but we, we got there. We've said we out bitch twice. Yeah. No, we're no, we done. We, like, no, we, guys, we've... So to give background as to where we are, we've had a really long podcasting day. We There's a reason we did not do the podcast... Uh, Whatever, you'll listen to it. Whatever. Um, so this is another thing that was written. So we all know what a straight heterosexual and a gay homosexual is. But where are we failing to see heterosexual cues slash values in our homosexual lives, spaces, and relationships? We're going to take a short break. Yeah. And then when we come back, we're going to unpack that. Because Panda did good research on this and in my Tiffy's brain. just drinking. I researched in my brain. She researched. <laughs> no, but research in Panda's brain is like researching in J-Store. It's Woo! levels. Get yes! no. And Taylor and Francis. Taylor. Twerk. We're twerking. Oh, booty, booty, booty twerk. Booty twerk. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be back just now. Yeah. Can we come back now? We're coming back, Leon. So we're back. Did he say yes? No, he doesn't actually cut oh. off, you know. Oh, my man. Leon's a bad bitch. He is a bad bitch. He is a bad bitch. Get it, Leon. Also, Leon got like fire red hair. He fiery. Oh, yes, wow. queen. No, you know what? Leon, I'm giving you that. Yes, queen. <laughs> anyway, um, so, heteros... Whatever. <laughs> Are you done? Are you done podcasting? I'm done podcasting. (laughs) So just to recap, now we're going to speak about the ways in which heteronormativity hides in queer spaces. Like a burglar in your house. Yes. Sorry. Anyone who's been robbed, I'm sorry for triggering you. I have been. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it is so fucking awful. Yeah, but it... That was trash of Tiff. I apologize. It's like the patriarchy. It hides in ways that we don't automatically see. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we thought we'd dedicate the rest of the podcast to being like, this thing here. This thing here. This is heteronormativity, and it's not always clear for you to see it. Yeah, but you need to see it and subvert it. Yeah, also we have, I have, yeah, ways in which we subvert this. Ways in which subvert <laughs> it. Oh, it's almost midnight. Wow. Gotta what? get your homosexuality real right. <laughs> subvert. <laughs> wow. I know, right? <laughs> Get a girl. Five. <laughs> that was that was ad lib on a hundred. Thank you. 
Okay. Woo! It's hot in this. It's, it's hot in this studio. It's we've um. So hot we've been drinking. We've, we've been, been drinking. Have you seen Homecoming since you're on no, Netflix? No, dude, dude, dude. I'm ready. I'm ready. Sipo has refused to watch it with me. Why? I don't know. Also, by the time you, this comes out, Tiff will have watched Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, Sipu will still not have watched Homecoming. I should. Dead. I should put all her social media so the Bayhive can. Tr- no, I would never do that to my own partner. <laughs> what? So the Bayhive can come for. Nah, but she really respects Beyonce. She is just really busy right now and very tired. Okay, okay. okay. But I'm watching Homecoming. Yes. Yeah. So number one of the ways in which heterosexual norms hide in queer relationships and spaces. Like a burglar in the night. But we sorry, just... uh, sorry, we just said not to do that. Okay, no. My bad. Okay. Number one. Number one. Really, girl? In the ways we identify. Yes. So I butch and femme. This is this idea of a relationship having to have one overtly masculine one and one overtly feminine, feminine one. one. Yeah. So yeah. So the ways we think about like, how we identify because that feeds into the gender do. binary. Exactly. Where we're like, Tiffy has to be mask for her to date Panda, who's very feminine, right? Uh huh. And, and then it goes. Some of the ways we subvert, subvert this, and I didn't write this in the notes because at the time I was like, I can't think of any, although they are, mm-hmm. is pretty much the way your relationship is set up. My relationship is set up. And the way my up. relationship is set up. Yes. No one is. Basically, we are better fem- than everyone. No, I kid. Oh, no. no, I kid. Where no one is overtly feminine and no one is overtly masculine, right? Mm-hmm. Or we don't assert ourselves to that binary. Mm-hmm. I do not identify as a femme queer. Um, my delicious snack attack. Snack attack. Of a girl. Doesn't identify of as... Of a person. Of a person. Ooh. Of a girl. She's a girl. She's a woman. She identifies as a woman. She identifies as a girl, though. There's something about being called a girl in yeah? Africa where it... It, it, okay, it, I don't it, have, it I don't pierces share, me in my... In we don't my, share the same... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, bruh. Like me, I'm sorry. It's just like the girl child. I'm just like... Like, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's a Kenyan thing inside me. Okay. Where, like, whenever we do... A- anyone who says a girl of somebody who is over a certain age, I'm like, I don't care who you are. Yeah. Yo, okay. babe, you and me, we gonna have us a time, B. Okay, well, we are cool. Okay, we'll now you're cool, cool. cool. Because also, be cool. it's about identifying how you wanna identify. Yeah, you be cool. No, I'm cool. Are you cool? Niggas are cool. <laughs> she? Yeah, so I don't identify as, you know, a f- you know, femme... femme queer and she doesn't identify as a mask. butch mask queer and we're just kind of Ouchie. I do some feminine things she does some feminine things I do some masculine things she does some masculine things and we just out here like we flew it like you you like you relationship it yeah like the voter like oh damn I did have I did have a water you did song. have a water song <laughs> damn it and it's gone uh I'm ready to let like, the rivers wash over No, that's not me. The, the one I was going to sing. I was going to sing Larry uh, Hill. Uh, it's just like the water. Oh, that's so much better. I Damn it. Felt it. <laughs> okay, you keep singing while I feel the shame <laughs> no, it's okay. of my lack of karaoke Yeah. Okay. So some of the ways, like we're saying, to subvert heteronormativity implanting itself in the way, itself in the way we identify is to kind of be intentional about not sticking to a very strict masculine and feminine binary. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tiffany. Number. In our expressions of gender. Yes. I eat. Oh, I'm reading? Yeah. 
We know that the way we choose to express our gender identity is exactly that. A choice. Yes. But sometimes society expects people who identify in a particular way to look a particular way. This happens a lot within the trans community. When someone identifies as a trans woman, we, the LGBTI community, expect them to pass, to look feminine in the traditional sense. Even with people who identify outside or beyond the binary, we expect them to look it, to look a particular way that purposefully does not that that purposefully doesn't look mask or femme. Yeah. Um, so this, like I was saying here, exactly. If someone identifies as a trans woman, we expect them to look like to, to Laverne to, Cox us. Exactly. Right. If they're a trans man, we expect them to be like homie, like you know, mm. do the Birdman rub and grow yeah, a beard like, and, and grow a beard and, and like very masculine, and just shoulder bumpers. Exactly. And, like have very traditional masculine and and features. it's it's all booty and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and mm. even if they're like non-binary, we expect yeah. them to look neither feminine nor masculine. Like we expect people to look a very particular way. Um, and that's, you know, another way in which the patriarchy just lands like a shark attack. Ta- explain to people what I'm doing. Um, so she's like doing some sort of weird you. crab claw thing yeah. at the microphone. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to put that on the Instagram real quick. <laughs> um, this is Panda doing the claw. We're going to call it the claw. So this is Panda having the patriarchy claw at us. Thank you so much. Thanks. Um, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> done. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh God. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Um, so, so yeah, some continue. of the ways that we subvert this is to, and I think this is more from like the community and not from trans people. Um, now you got me on Instagram liking things. So likes. after I posted it, I was like, huh, let me scroll through Instagram. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm, I'm in the middle of a podcast. My bad. What do you say? So some of the ways that we can subvert this, um, this idea of heteronormativity implanting itself in the way that we express gender, I think is more of, it falls more on the community mm-hmm. to not expect or to not like only, um, what are the words? Um, so when someone says to you, they're trans, mm-hmm. for you to not be like, to not expect them to look a particular way and for you to expect them to have like medically transitioned or like started taking hormones for you to acknowledge and affirm their trans identity, mm-hmm. right? So that's, I feel like that's a way in which we can subvert heteronormativity is to not expect them to then conform within the gender binary and for them to have gone through specific steps for them to be like, okay, cool, you can now identify as trans. Right? Yeah. We need, to, we need to push back against Like, that. I think that makes, that reminds me of this amazing trans woman who I knew in. So they're amazing in this way that... Um, they were problematic in other ways, but they're amazing in this way that... Uh, oh, we need to finish the champers. No, we need to finish this podcast. That's what we need to do. Because <laughs> if we run out of booze, we got to get the fuck up out of here. Um, so basically this amazing trans woman who... You look at them and they're living them. They're not, they're <clears throat> not adhering to your quintessential sort of like... Engaging with like, you know hyper femininity or hyper masculinity or whatever and much as that that is also a journey i think it's also like engage like i think what is so beautiful about this person is that they are subverting a lot of the ideas that you have yeah and i think that is part of 
even with the acceptance of the trans community, and please, if we are having a problematic conversation right now, that we're about to get into a problematic conversation, please feel free to just come in and be like, nah, that's fucky, what you're saying is fucky. But like, I think part of the pressure that sometimes people also put on the queer community and even the trans community in some way is that prove it yeah. type thing, right? So what it, I've always found really amazing about this woman is that there is no prove it. Right. There is no hyper this. There is no what's it. Because even if you look at the people who have been lauded in queer spaces, in trans spaces, it is Laverne Cox does amazing work. Um What's the other one? Um, Janet what's, Mark. Yeah, what's yeah? She's also like doesn't fine as hell. Woo! <laughs> Damn! Like me, but me, me, Levin Cox, hundred yeah. percent. Like, yeah, yeah. Runs for president, I'll vote for president. Runs for CEO of Holla, like to oust me. Oh, I'll be it. mad, but I will still be like I be. I'm a, I'm a vote for you, but no, I'm mad that you ousted me. Right? Like it's fine. Like, yeah. but it's just that whole. Like that that's that's who's visible. Right. Right? Yeah, they pass. Yeah. But also that's who the world has allowed to be visible. So which when is, we're fighting back about why, against exactly. that, so in order to fight back against that, yes, like the trans body and the queer body need to be visible. Yes. Yes, queen. They need to be visible. Yeah. But they cannot only be visible in one way. But exactly, which is why I'm highlighting the fact that they are the ones who are visible, but also they they pass. Yes. Right? And so people then get this idea of trans people need to look a particular way. Exactly. Like you need to exactly. look if you want to if you want to identify as this particular gender, then you need to stick to traditional roles and ways in which this gender looks. This is and how this is how you, we can let you be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which which is fucked up. Which right? is fucked like up. Like you don't like I could be a feminine presenting person and I and and still identify as they, right? As not I don't identify as a woman. I don't identify as a man. I identify as they. And why and you do can I wear need, all the dresses and exactly, all the stuff you want? Why do I need to be like overtly androgynous looking for me to be able to claim a they identity? <gasps> that that reminds That's me of um X who was within our spaces who identifies as him. Um out our queering the cloak. Yes. You remember yes, the the, yes, the, the yes. person who was in the dress? Right, right. Cute little pigtails, looking like a black version of Lil House on the Prairie. Yeah. And yeah. when they were asked their gender pronouns, they were like they slash him. Mm. And it I and I won't admit I no, not I won't admit because I I'm about admit. to admit, I will admit <laughs> it fucked with my mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we need to be better. We need to be better. So the next thing is... Number three, how we think about friendships. Friendships. So I friends, say... Friends, <laughs> how many of us have them? I'm talking about friends. Ones we can... Okay, you say things. <laughs> so number three is um, and how we think about friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, heteronormativity draws a very distinct boundary between romantic and platonic relationships. Mm-hmm. And asserts that there isn't a middle ground. No I. middle e. ground. These two things are not on a spectrum. You either fucking or you ain't talking. Wow. <laughs> yeah? Is that what you meant? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you mad at it or not? <laughs> anyway. You laugh too much I on this podcast, B. <laughs> also because nobody gets to see your face <laughs> and that like... Oh my God. Anyway, 
So, um, yeah, so the way we think about friendships is like you treat your friends in a very specific way mm-hmm. and you treat your lover in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And there is no middle ground, right? Like either it's you are friends or you are lovers. Mm-hmm. There's no, you can't have, you know, heteronormativity doesn't allow for things like romantic friendships, yeah. right? Like it that doesn't whole allow thing for of things like, like platonic relationships, mm-hmm. right? It's it's just very, you're this or you're this. And as, and I, I feel like I've been more aware of this, you know, having come into my queerness way, there are friends of mine where I, like, I feel about them in a way that is less than romantic, mm-hmm. but more than friendship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And there isn't space for that in, in, in heteronormativity. There it's, isn't space for that it's, in it's a It's like that thing I saw in a group values. the other day. Um, Kiss your friends on the face. It's, like, one thing we should try and start doing in 2019, kiss your friends on the face. And it's like, that was, like, such a revolutionary thing. Mm. Even in, in a woman's, like, space. Exactly. Right? Where it's like, you know dudes ain't doing it. Like, oh, no. my gosh. Oh, yeah, kiss your friend on your face. Oh, we won the game. Smack. Right? <laughs> like, but, like, even with women's spaces where, oh, well, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, you see, it's so, it's... It's so nonsense. And I'm like maybe falling back into like gender binaries. But like even within these spaces that identify as women were automatically supposed to be more loving. But even the idea of kissing your friends on the face and telling them you love them and telling them you want to date them as opposed to let's go for drinks and like girls night. It's it's still so like wildly yeah, subversive. Tiffany, it's me all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I kiss people on the head and on the face all the time. I don't know if I kiss your face enough, Panda. Not enough, but you do kiss it. Do I? Yeah, okay, so not enough. enough. So I can kiss your face more. Yeah. Because consent. Exactly. But yes. Yeah, so I mean, I think, yeah, queer relationships, I've really gotten to this point where I've seen that, like, they are friends of mine that I am in love with, right? Like, How I'm just, dare you, Panda? Who are these friends? You, Tiffany. Only me. I have, a Monogamy, friend, I have a friend of mine that I am in love with and her name is Tiffany and she's and that staring is the at me only with friend. daggers in her eyes. Yeah. Don't make yeah. me tip <laughs> okay. okay, but yeah. Okay, so you're saying? Yes, so the ways in which we subvert this whole thing of, you know, there's platonic and there's romantic and there's nothing in between mm-hmm. is like I've said to think on, to think about things like romantic friendships where mm-hmm. you know you have a friendship with someone but it's super affectionate. Um you cuddle, you kiss, not even just on the face, but on the mouth. Um, you know that you feel kind of like in love with them as a friend. There's like mm. a deeper sort of emotion that comes with it. And all of us have this. We just don't have necessarily the words or the framework in which to Because there is from, no right? work and exactly. framework within the world because of heteronormativity. Exactly. Uh-huh. And the next one? Number four of the ways in which heterosexual norms hide is in how we think about dating. Mm-hmm. This is a big one, right? Um, heteronormativity provides a blueprint for how dating relationships are structured and what dating folk do and don't do, right? Bruh. So like we were saying in the beginning, you know, like boy meets girl or girl meets girl or boy meets boy. Or oh, no, 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 meet... not girl meets girl. Mask girl meets Meet femme girl. girl. Yes, and then... You know, masculinity asks out femininity. Because you need femininity. to be coy. Yeah, know, I did. I be... did that with my with my with Sipu. Yeah, you were. I used sex. You did. Yeah, like when we started dating, um, instead of being like, "Look, I like you. Let's do the things." 
I would be coy and this, and then I'd be kind of sex positive. That was the beginning of tips sex positivity. Kind of. Kind of problematic. Where I'd turn up at her place and be like, let's have sex. So it was basically a luring in mm. as opposed to just being like, look, B, this is what I, I like you. This is what I want. This is what I vibe. Let's do the things. Yeah. But I waited until... Sip- like, I think when we started dating was when Sipu sent me a long email being like, I'm really in love with you. I this, I that. But before then, Tiff had known. Tiff was ready. Like, Tiff had... I'd, I'd also set up this framework that this is how we do. We do dates. We do this. Nine years later, we do dates. We do this. <laughs> but, like, it had all been this weird covert... Yeah. Russian-esque level CIA. Exactly. As opposed to just coming and be. But what solidified it was the more mask one being like, like B. We cool or not. We cool or not. Dab. Yeah. Oh. Tiffy, no one is dabbing until Everyone's dabbing. No, they're not. Everyone's dabbing. Oh my God. Okay, fine. They're Don't not. My, one of my cousins listens to this and she knows. That nobody dabs? I hope they drag you. No, they hated when I dabbed when people were dabbing. <laughs> yeah, so they, not they, even they'd walk away from me. I no dab one's dabbing and okay. you're still dabbing. Shush. Okay, anyway, <laughs> in the way we're dating, whatever, shut up. Yeah, so like Tiff was saying, we have very like specific blueprints, right? Mm-hmm. Of this is how it should happen. And like if the feminine one wants it, they shouldn't be like overt about it. They should be like coy and like slinky. And, and be, CIA. Like, now you're a fucking spy and a fucking ninja. Yeah. And like, you're just trying to like send like signals over and the like, airwaves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you also like these things where we think about where um, people who are dating can only do like certain things. And then there's other things where people tell you like, why are you doing that? That's for married couples, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are certain activities that are relegated to either the dating realm or the, the married realm. realm. Yeah. And and sex is one of them. So even if your society or your community allow quote unquote allows you to have sex, whether you're dating or married, the wild the wilder sex, because it's not even wild, the wilder sex is for your dating years. Yeah. But the like as soon as you get married, yeah. No bitch, you better be calm. You, be, you better you be pull calm. that to yourself. Yeah. And if your more masked person starts cheating on you. Then that's just the way it goes. Because boys will be boys. Because boys Even will B-O-I's. be boys. B-O-I's. B-O-I's, B-O-I's will also be B-O-I's. B-O-I's. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've made this bottle sticky as shit. Uh-oh. Don't be mad at it, though, boo. I ain't mad. You mean you not be mad. You don't be mad. I ain't mad. Okay. What's the next one? Number five of the ways heterosexual norms hide is in, in how we think about monogamy and polyamory. Ooh. This is panda's realm. <laughs> Panda dab. No. Okay. No one is dabbing, Tiffy. <laughs> Number five. Like the referring to polyamory as non-monogamy, which yeah. assumes monogamy to be the default. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, the ways in which we think about the kinds of relationships that we have really show how heteronormativity has like sunk its claws in because we then refer to things that are not monogamy as non-monogamy as yeah. opposed to like giving Something them else. their own pedestal yeah. we're like kind of giving them a pedestal like you left, are not left to the left of monogamy right so still centering the fact that the only way you can relationship is in a monogamous relationship and anything mm. else that you do is like ooh you're alternative right mm-hmm. like you're different it's 
left, left at the next right. Yeah. So we're gonna take a short break because we've been doing this yeah. and we love you. So we're gonna take another short break and then we're gonna come back with the last few points and then wrap up. Cause we up. No, we're not. Almost. Out. <laughs> We are back. Aye. So, Panda, what is number seven? Also, if you notice that this this knowledge was compiled and curated by Panda, <laughs> Tiff's out here being like, I know what heteronormativity is. I don't need this shit, mate. I want a sandwich. <laughs> Tiff wants a sandwich right now. God, I'd kill a bacon sandwich. Yes? Mm. We're going to date after this, though. Will there be a bacon? Where are we going? Panda, can you plan the date? You Fuck said it. we're going to Rosebank. Rosebank is far though, isn't it but far for you? But this is what you said. Don't bruh. always listen to what I say. I say shit with gravitas. I say shit with my chest. I will one day move nations. And if everyone just does what I say, what if I fuck up? My people, can we have some feedback? Feedback, feedback, oh, feedback, feedback. Shout out to Janet. Damn. Panda's hiding in the corner. She isn't. Panda, because, don't make this seem like because, you you in the you scared. Because, because Tiff is yelling. Tiff is yelling. Tiff is Cinderella. Ooh. It's almost okay. I feel wait, like anyway. we're never gonna finish. So this yeah, we podcast. are. It's already been an hour, and we're like, okay. it has been an hour. Yeah. What have we been talking about? I have no fucking idea. Anyway, another way we establish heteronormativity and how we fuck. Panda, please read. <laughs> so sexy Cinderella. Oh, it's almost midnight. Guys, you should see me. I look like Mariah Carey right now. Yes. Okay, no, please, no. I'm cutting you off from wine. You're cutting me off. And how we fuck. Read it. Do it. I said do it. Just do it. <laughs> Is a mess. Number six. Number six. Of the way heterosexual. Now we have to move. Hide. We have to move, babes. Shh. Okay. <clears throat> Isn't how we fuck, right? So heteronormativity dictates not only when sex should be had and with whom, but also the kind of sex. Which leads us to think of the things would le- which leads us to think of things like kink and BDSM as alternative. Mm-hmm. Like the point before, which still puts heterosexual sex as the default. Right? Missionary position. Yeah, and you can't be too wild. And if you're dating, then you can kind of be wild. And if you're married, then you have to be like super vanilla. Mm-hmm. Even though and don't like ask too much. Vanilla. And if you want to get alternative sex, then you have to go find it after. But not everyone is allowed to go find it outside. It's only the mask or male counterparts of that thing who are, because they're the ones who want sex. Yeah, in because, a wild way. Because, because women yeah. are just out here being like... Or femme-presenting people. Femme, yeah. Femme-presenting people are here being like, we are here to give our sex. Yes. And when our sex is not enough because we are now wives, let boys be boys. Exactly. And B-O-I included. Yes. Okay. Fuck so, boy. So ways to subvert this. So things like BDSM and kink, right? Is a way to subvert this. How is life? Yeah, like movements. It is a movement. It is a movement. Movements like Hoa's Life, mm-hmm. the BDSM community and the kink community kind of allow us to think about sex in ways that are non-normative. Yes. 
Number seven. This is one of my favorites. We are um, moving like the Dickens now because we realize we did the most. And yo, Leon's out here. Like, Leon, my babes. <laughs> How? Like, he's coughing from his chest. <laughs> We're literally. Oh, Number don't people seven. cough from their throats? No. Oh, I guess you can have a throaty cough, I guess. Exactly. I could have been We need to stop getting sidetracked. Okay, shh, shh. Number seven. You shh. <laughs> Number seven. So, it also, like, gets into the ways in which we think about family and children. Yes. So, the family is a huge institution for heteronormative expressions. Mm-hmm. So, i.e. things like who constitutes a family, how children come about... Um, and how the family unit is run and structured, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, and people love this. Like, even in, in the what they call the Banjul Charter, which is... Um, I always thought it was Bangu. <laughs> Why? I don't know. What do you call it? You think it's called the Jambia? No, Bangu. <laughs> I didn't think it... I think, I think it's called the Gambia. But you think it's Bangu? Yeah. No, it's Banjul. Mm-hmm. That sounds a little white to me, though. You need to be more of an activist, okay? Okay, let me just Google how it's said. Bruh! Anyway, you keep talking, boo. Anyway, so... So even in things like the Banjul Charter, um, so like these these documents and policies... Oh, in... so that's a bagel. Tiffy, you're being... You're subversive. <laughs> We cannot put this podcast out on the airwaves. We now. can, we can, we, we can. cannot, we can. Okay, sorry, sorry. Even with the things with the like the banjo charter, yeah. So policies in human rights, make international human rights mechanisms. Um, love, word. yes. Banjo. Okay, okay. So love to use the family unit mm-hmm. as like this, you know, shining beacon of of community and the family shall lead and you know African families, but they have a very particular idea of what a family looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, like you were saying, I don't know if it was this podcast or another podcast. Shit, we're telling you, even telling you how many kids you should have. 2.5. Mom, dad, 2.5 kids, right? And so this is a very heteronormative way of thinking about a family. Mm -hmm. And some of the ways that we subvert this is, so I've I've heard of an example of a lesbian couple who are co-parenting a a baby Mm -hmm. with a polyamorous triad. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, exactly. yeah, no, like you, you, you know, the fact that like everything inside me was like, vroom, 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 vroom. what? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So it's like in Bojack is. Horseman where she has seven dads. I guess some of them are. I don't watch Bojack Horseman. You need to watch Bojack Horseman. Problematic Sorry. as shit. Love it. Yeah, but it knows it's problematic. That's what makes it awesome. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a lesbian couple. They are co-parenting, and they live like across the street from each other. Oh, with a with a with a with a polyamorous triad. Ca- triad. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that's pretty cool. So that's a way in which we can subvert heteronormativity in the way families are built. But I've mm-hmm. also I saw on Twitter of someone who was like, "Oh my God, so and so's pregnant. Uh, we're having a second baby together, but they're not together anymore. Oh. So it's like if you know you and I are dating, we have a kid." We Panda, up. we should have a kid. Panda, could we have a kid? No, shit, I fuck you not. Sunny, I just oh, had this, this is... urge to have a child with you. This is this this will be my third point. You okay, just, okay. You just need to hold on. Okay, okay. Whoa. Okay, okay, cool. I'm so calm. the second I second example I have of people who are subverting like heteronormative forms of family is someone who is having kids with the ex. Because they're like You know my ex. We can't be in Shh. This okay, is so... not the point. Oh, I thought this was There's about another us. Po- no, this okay. one's not about us. <laughs> Tiffany's sitting like, and I sit in my corner now. Um, so they're sad, guys. They, I'm sorry. They were in a romantic relationship, 
had a kid, broke up, and were like, we're not good romantically together, but we parent the fuck out of these children. And I've just decided to continue to have kids outside of a romantic relationship. And the third thing, which speaks to us, is another friend of mine was like, oh my God, we should have a baby. Carrie already asked you to have a baby? She did. Someone has beat you to it. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. That's it. This podcast is done. Fucking finish this by yourself. Oh, because Carrie's here right now, isn't she? Fucking taking my wife. Fucking done with this. Because she's actually walking out of... You need to come back. You need to finish this podcast yourself. Oh, my yeah. God. Somebody else said to have a baby. So, Tiffany has actively walked out of the studio and is now staring at me through the glass anyway shit my name is on this podcast i will continue okay so a friend of mine but i'm not happy asked- <laughs> i'm going back in but i'm not happy <laughs> carrie already asked you to have a baby she did she was when? like when carrie has a partner ago. damn Pat, you what? have a partner bitch shut up what do you mean three weeks ago Fuck. i said a week ago oh my god that's even worse <laughs> at least three weeks ago was like I liked. Okay, whatever. Finish your podcast. Um, yeah. So a friend Carrie asked you also, to have a baby. I don't, I, I don't know how. No, it wasn't like a serious thing. No, I know, but like I like obviously mine wasn't as serious. It's not like I'm fully pregnant right now. <laughs> Steph is so triggered. I'm sorry, Tiffy. She already asked you. I never thought of that. Sorry. We could have a baby together. Exactly, which is a definite way to subvert the history. Panda, we'd be great. Parents, do you think Can so? You, yeah, do you think dude, be good we have so many differing views. That kid the child would be holistic, right? <laughs> holistic as shit. That child would be I such a well-rounded human being. I'm gonna go. Is Carrie on social media? I'm gonna go report all of her posts. <laughs> wow, she's she's on Facebook. Cool. <laughs> Toxic monogamy is a real thing. Wow. Tiffany is not an appropriate way in which we subvert the heteronormativity. Whatever. Tell us about post eight. Number eight. That's the one. That I don't know what I said. <laughs> it was prost. It was a mixture between rust and post. What were you trying to say? Post. Oh, okay. Tiffany, stop drinking. No. Yes. Thanks, Tiff. For down the Leon did tell you. You were like, we're trying to drink less sauce. And Leon was like, oh. Oh, really? Leon, I don't need your judgment. I love you. <laughs> so the eighth way in which heterosexual norms hide mm-hmm. is in how we think about race. Mm-hmm. And so what I said here was that a lot of the ways in which we are taught certain genders behave is based on white and Western societies and how they do things. Heteronormativity tells us that there's only one way of being and a lot of those things are modeled around whiteness. Mm-hmm. For example, Christianity teaches us, which is very white religion don't have a baby with someone else uh, okay cool for example christianity teaches that that teaches us that there is one only one true god and only one way to get to heaven so even how we think about religion puts a lot on heteronormative values this idea that there's only one way to do something right mm-hmm. and so some of the ways that we subvert the heteronormativity in terms of how we think about race I love these. are things like the natural hair movement love where it. we are actively fighting the, this idea that straight hair is good hair. Mm-hmm. Only straight hair is good hair. This pushback on colorism where we are um, acknowledging that being of a lighter skinned, you know, affords you a, a certain privilege over someone of a darker skin. This, the body positive, positive movement, 
where we're not just looking at waif life figures as you know the beautiful and the sexy. beauty standard yeah exactly and also embracing african spirituality or like dual spiritualities where you're like i go to church but, but I'm down with it. And I really do love that about South Africa. Yeah, we 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 are really kind of landing in that, aren't we? You've landed in it like Be, a shark like attack. straddling both being Oh like, no, the re- I go to church if you but also she's at my pepo. Bruh. And I speak to my glosses. Yeah, like it it took a while for me to be able to land in that with like sipu and stuff like that. And the ninth way is the ways in which we organize. Like you we love don't... bringing activism into everything, don't you? Forget you, man. You need to walk out the studio. I hope you're and pregnant. And this time right. you do not come back. I hope you're pregnant right now because I'm <laughs> so mad at you. <laughs> if I'm not pregnant. Oh, wow. Like, why oh, am I so pregnant? you're just going to have kids with Carrie, oh right? Are we still on this? Yeah, we really are. <sighs> I don't know. Just talk your last point because basically, Tip is I don't checked know. out, right? The this is, is no longer on this So podcast. it was nice. <laughs> Season two of The Wildness, by the time this comes out, who knows where we'll be? Because Panda will apparently be pregnant with Carrie's kid. <laughs> well, <laughs> number nine. Whatever. I don't know. Heteronormativity finds its way. And the way we organize. <laughs> and so, how are we organizing in which Tiff isn't triggered? That's the question. Leon, I can't work like this. <laughs> I don't know if I any of white was... man to can save me. <laughs> <laughs> fight the patriarchy and you white supremacy. Fight the pa- <laughs> no, I will not handle this for you. All right, so, wait, no, so, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Be a, be an adult. You be an adult. Okay, so, yo, babes. Number nine. How long have we been podcasting? Shh, don't ask the questions. <laughs> they know. They know when they see how much it is. Okay, so the way is we organize. What? No. Okay, you read. Yeah. <laughs> The ways in which we organize is another way that the heteronormativity seeps into our lives. Mm-hmm. Who? In terms of who do we see the most? Who? In act. <laughs> who? We out, man. We no, out. We don't. So, who do we see the most? Who is at the forefront? Who takes the lead? Who is listened to? And who is seen slash given space? space? Yeah. Because you do tend to find that in a lot of places in which you organize oh you gonna be serious now no i'm gonna be serious because i'm a grown-ass bitch um okay. you do find that it sometimes is more mask presenting people all um, or light-skinned people light-skinned people people, um, people from the global hair. north yeah so it's that same way where um african-americans after school is after school <laughs> in another podcast we already said it after school is after school and we see you oh my God. but yeah and it's sort of like more light-skinned people People from a certain socioeconomic background. People who and mimic whiteness in a particular way, right? So, you know, you've given the knowledge yes. and I give experience sometimes. Yes. And this is why. Okay, so, high key, I'm going to now talk about, it's landed nicely in this point. Why sometimes Tiff withdraws from spaces? Uh-huh. Because I have privilege yeah. On one fucking thousand guys, I ain't going to even fucking lie. Like, I'm going to put it on the podcast right now. If anyone ever wants to come for me in terms of, like, thingy of why I will be on a place and I'm like, I don't have privilege. And you're like, no, I've got evidence of you admitting. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I have privilege on levels. Number yeah. one, I have socioeconomic privilege. Yeah. I have this is why geographical privilege. Pr- yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> this is why you buy the drinks. Yes, queen. Um, <laughs> I have socioeconomic privilege for like as a black queer woman. Right. Black queer woman mm-hmm. in terms of access to spaces as a black queer woman. Um, in terms of other black women, I have socioeconomic privilege. I have geographical privilege by living in, in South Linden. Africa. And South Africa. Yeah, South Africa and then Linden and then whatever. Outside I the have, Hur school? I have, yeah, outside of, the, <laughs> dude, do you know how many Hur schools are around me? <laughs> I have, um, I have, um, what's it, other, the, there's another privilege I have in terms of like academic privilege of having been able to go through all that. And so a lot of the reasons I try and sometimes back out of spaces is because I'm like, I would rather let somebody, I would rather support somebody else to come through to that space. Mm-hmm. And I have been dragged, not dragged, but I have been forewarned by a number of queer women. And if you guys do listen to this space, do listen to this podcast, and I'm not sure you do because of also the two queer women who have dragged me in this sense also have a shit ton of privilege in themselves. Mm-hmm. Not also the exact privilege I have, but they also have like... Privilege nonetheless. They have social, they have social capital privilege that outweighs mine 100%. Mm-hmm. I also know I have social capital privilege, blah, blah. And I've, all, I've tried twice to explain to them why I would back out of spaces, be it conferences, be it conversations, be it panels. It's because I have constant access. Yeah. And I'm like we need to like give other people constant access and we need to understand our own privileges. But weirdly enough, sometimes we hold on to our identities in a way that because I'm a black queer woman, suddenly I feel like every opportunity that comes my way, I must take it, Mm. which is, I feel like sometimes we don't get the nuance of the nuance. Does that make sense? Yeah, because also space is not infinite, right? Yeah. Right. You, there's not an thank unlimited you. amount of space for oh people to gosh. take up. Oh my gosh, Panda! Thank you. Yeah. So if I am in that conference, please know because that is not the someone way the else world is. Can't be. Not even someone else. Another black queer woman can't cannot be. be. Yeah. Because these spaces are not organized unless it is a black queer woman who has organized that space, then ah, me, I'll come through like a shark attack. But if I know it's a global space, me coming through, I know I am palatable. Me, I know I'm palatable. Mm. I'm me 100%. I'm not going to lie to myself and be like, oh my God, I'm the, like the radical. No, me, I know I'm palatable. So this whole thing of how we organize, and I feel like sometimes we don't think about how we organize. And, when, and what has actually really saddened my soul Oh, God. Are you going to cry? Yes, a little bit. Oh, because these are people I really respect. And I'm like, you don't fucking hear me. Yeah. Because you're older. And I'm like, I won't be in this space. And we've had this conversation. And I think you know who one of the people is. I do. Where I'm like, I'm not going to come through to this. And I'm not being nonsense. It's because I know if I wanted to come through to this, and I did it with my chest, I could do it. Right. But the only way I am in this space now is because other people took a step back for me to access this space. But you're now, as these queer women who have access, preaching this shit, which... But anyway, you finished talking about how you organize. But anyway, I'm sad. And if the two of you know, and I think the two of you know who you are, stop preaching that. 
stop preaching that because I was able to fight it, but the next person might, might not, not be able, able to. to. And that brings us to the end of our 15-hour podcast. Oh, my God. We've been <laughs> podcasting for like 8,000 fucking... We do the work for you people. And we love you so much. And Panda loves you on the Instagram. I do. And Tiffy might be tipsy. I no, I kid. So. I'm not tipsy. No? <laughs> no. Not at all. Mm-mm. Sober as the day is bright. Yeah. Sober as a judge. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Because judges Tiffy did are- low. I did do long. Yeah, and she's sober. Some of those judges were not sober. But um, yeah. do you want to give us an affirmation, Panda? I, d- I don't have one. Oh, shit. We didn't have any affirmations. No. It's okay. No, but in, in light of this affirmation, like in light of what we've talked about today and heteronormativity, I think it's a case of the affirmation I would give personally is chart your own path. Yeah. Try and figure out, and that's something that is coming from Tiffy's entire heart because right now she's really trying to figure out her way outside of the confines of things. Yeah. So if that's, something doesn't feel comfortable with you, try something different. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of my mantra, isn't it? Mm. To chart my own path. I was saying in a, in, a, in a previous podcast that I refuse to use the blueprints of the heteronormativity of patriarchy of whatever Mm -hmm. so just kind of you know be uh, allow yourself the chance to be creative in how you relate to other people and how you build your relationships Mm -hmm. i think this is a good thing it is a good thing so where can the folks find us so you can find us on ig aka instagram on the.wildness can you though so you can. I'm, why am I always subversive? You are kids? subversive. And you like to say I'm the one who's subversive. It's you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on Facebook at uh, The Wildness with Tiff and mm-hmm. Manda, which is and the symbol and not and the word. Of course, you can always Google us. Can you though? Where you Google Smart The Wildness URL. with Tiff and Manda, smart URL. The Wildness, not the wilderness, because Google will try to fox you. Mm-hmm. And then you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can Tune find in. us on TuneIn and pretty much anywhere else you get. Your and CastBox as well. Yeah. Oh, basically. and CastBox. Mm. And then also send us nice emails. Yeah. And also rate us and share the podcast with people. Recommend the podcast with people because that makes our footprint grow. And then we can make more people know about queer things. Yeah. Because we out. Bitch! Bitch. 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 Bitch.